The government throws down the gauntlet and Dan Snyder celebrates? We'll explain what we mean now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. On the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we welcome you to a new edition of the Locked On Commanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. We are your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. David Harrison is out for this edition of LO Commanders, but when he's not here, you can catch him on Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation covering the Commanders. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst Show, which can be found on the Team 980, the flagship station for the Washington Commanders, Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 Eastern Time or anytime on the Odyssey app. We thank you for making a part uh, making this show your first listen of the day. We thank you for taking the time to listen to us. Locked on Commanders is free and available on all platforms, and we are on Twitter, at DHarrison82 for David, at Russellmania621 for me, and at LO Commanders for the entire podcast. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Commanders podcast your first listen of the day. All right, let's get started with the big news from Tuesday, there wasn't much, wasn't much, unlike previous days, but it is significant. A statement released by the House Oversight Committee and a HOC spokesperson, which pretty much spells the gauntlet for the Washington Commanders and Dan Snyder. Here is the statement in quotations. The committee has received all additional documents from the NFL, which we are currently reviewing. We have been clear that the NFL must stop hiding the results of the Wilkinson investigation and fully comply with the committee's requests, or the committee will have no choice but to take further action. The chairs are committed to uncovering the truth about what happened within the Washington Commanders organization and how allegations were handled by the NFL in order to inform Legislative efforts to make workplaces safe for everyone. That's end quote. All right, so let's start with that. The committee is not messing around. We have tried to tell you this. Um, for those of you that feel the government should not be involved, you are completely wrong. Uh, government should always be involved because that's the only way things get done. When you have powerful, stubborn, egotistical, and egomaniacal individuals like Roger Goodell, the NFL, and Dan Snyder and the Washington Commanders, period. Okay, now you can say that the government should have other things to do, and, and surely they do. That is part of what a oversight, oversight committee does. They oversee things that may have been overlooked. Pretty simple, right? Um, so we know as of late last week, the NFL sent a letter to the committee saying that the Washington commanders, and specifically Dan Snyder, were blocking nearly 109,000 documents related to the Wilkinson investigation. We have no idea how many documents were actually turned over since then. It does say the committee has received additional documents from the NFL, which would indicate some amount 
of that 109,000, but clearly no idea how many and what they contain. So that's the news. We'll leave that at that. However, because of the deadline that the House Oversight Committee set forward uh, and, and, and what they're asking for, there is the notion that they are <coughs> drawing closer to if you don't turn over everything and if you don't give us exactly what we want and what we think is there, we're going to make sure by subpoena that you have no choice. So Eleanor Holmes Norton, who has been a very vocal Democrat from D.C., uh, was opposed to the whole name, said, quote, I can tell you when people are refusing to hand over documents in their possession, it tells us they have something to hide. In order to pair up the testimony of the witnesses we received last week with the written report, we will need the full cooperation of all involved, and that means the NFL and Dan Snyder, and all of them who are holding back the remaining documents, uh, basically lawyers. So that's Eleanor Holmes uh, Norton saying that. Quote, our oversight committee is a committee of the Congress, and we do have subpoena power. I don't think we should have to use that, but we will get these documents one way or the other. So she's basically saying, as we've been saying all along, and as Jerry Connolly, who is part of the House Oversight Committee, has told me a couple of times, they will not hesitate to use whatever means necessary to get the information that they are asking for. This is not just a song and a dance. This is not just about the Washington Commanders. This is not just about the NFL. This is about all professional sports, all corporate workplaces. The, the highest-powered corporate workplaces and, quite honestly, mom-and-pop-type businesses that come forward and do business and certainly that get tax breaks and, you know, in some cases antitrust, have to be held accountable. Have to be held accountable. Now... How would you think that Dan Snyder is celebrating this latest development, basically where he's not going to be able to run and hide from this? Well, that's a great question. And maybe he's not celebrating that tonight or this week, but some point recently he certainly did. So apparently late last year, according to WBJ Online, Dan Snyder paid $48 million in cash for an estate on the Potomac River, which separates Virginia from Maryland. It is the most expensive home in D.C. area history. That outlet confirmed that purchase today, and that person is Washington Commander's owner. Dan Snyder. Now, the parcel of land, 16.5 acres. The house, 16,000 square foot. Seven bedrooms, 13 and a half baths. Including a gym, a spa, and a 15-seat theater. 
Furthermore, according to front office sports, Dan Snyder has this $48 million mansion, another $49 million mansion, which is the one with the basketball court with the old Redskins logo on it, $180 million super yacht titled and named Lady S. Oh, and he owns the Washington Commanders. So that's how Dan Snyder apparently is celebrating the news that Congress wants answers. You get my point. I'm kind of trying to play off things here. He's not really celebrating that, but he is kind of celebrating the fact that he's filthy, absurdly rich. And he owns $100 million worth of mansions and a football organization that's worth somewhere in the neighborhood of $3.5 billion. He owns it for now. All right, guys. I'm Chris Russell, flying solo on this edition of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Pardon my voice. Struggling to get through here, but really have no choice um, but to get through uh, and try and do the best we can uh, as, um, you know, it's just been one continuous thing after another uh, in terms of cough and sickness uh, this winter. Maybe I'm sick of the charade. Who knows? But you should not be sick of having some fun. That's right. Now that football season is over... You can have lots of fun with basketball and full steam, both pro and college hoops. And you can do it at betonline.net. That's right. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball, guys. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today, use your mobile device to learn more about trends and action at BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, we welcome you back on the Locked On Commanders podcast. We thank you again for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm Chris Russell, flying solo on, again, this particular episode of LO Commanders, but David will be back on the next episode, and then we'll be back together before the week is out. Let's get to this. Washington football team sponsor and partner, Medliminal. They have been with the team for two years now. They have suspended their marketing arrangement and partnership with the Commanders, saying, quote, we are sincerely disappointed in the commander's handling of both the facts and allegations surrounding their organization, so they rescinded their sponsorship, their partnership with the organization. They removed their Washington football uh, and commander's Take Command logo on their website, and they are a partner at last check with at least the Cleveland Browns. So it's not like they are new to NFL partnerships. But for now, and they say moving forward, Medliminal, which used Joe Theismann as an endorser and was in place as of late last week, Medliminal has decided to walk away from the Washington Commanders organization. Now, you know what that means, right? If others follow suit, there is going to be a serious, serious, serious problem. So far, nobody else has. But we will watch these developments very closely because we remember what happened with the Redskins name, 
Once FedEx stood up and took on Dandy Dan with FedEx Fred, the former minority owner of the Washington then Redskins, once FedEx stood up, it kick-started everyone else joining the fray. And soon after, Washington and Dan Snyder had no corporate support, and nobody was touching them. And that's what changed the name. Not out of Dan's heart, that's what changed the name. We all know that. So keep an eye on this. Medliminal is not a um, small sponsor. They're not a corporate behemoth. But again, if they have their hands in other organizations, their Twitter feed indicated a partnership with the Cleveland Browns still. Don't know if that's still in place or not. Doesn't matter. It means that they obviously had an interest in doing business with the NFL. Also, I should point out this. Kudos to uh, this rogue site, I guess is the best way to put it, called BoycottDan.com. Now, these guys are doing, I think, the right thing and yeoman's work. I don't know exactly who is all behind it, and, and it really doesn't matter. They are fighting for the ex-employees, uh, some of my ex-colleagues. They are fighting for them by using their power to try and push corporate sponsors into dropping, and they deserve some credit here. I mean, perhaps Medliminal would have done it themselves. I don't know. But there's, make no mistake about it, that BoycottDan.com reached out to them and put pressure on them and maybe woke them, if that's such a term. And they responded in kind. Keep an eye on this. We're not asleep at the wheel here. All right, meanwhile, we continue our spin around the news cycle. Mayor Muriel Bowser of Washington, D.C., via our partner, Tegna, WUSA9, on Monday, reiterated, quote, We have always been very clear that we want the WFT to play in Washington. Considering the investigation going on in Congress, we would definitely not be supportive of anybody not answering Congress's questions, especially on matters as serious as the allegations. End quote. I think we put this in late to the last episode, I'm not sure. Um, so I'm doing it again. Because when a mayor of Washington, D.C. comes out and says, hey, start answering the questions, or we're not going to be supportive, what does that tell you? That tells you everyone is getting fed up, everyone is getting frustrated, and they are trying to use, hey, if you want us to build a stadium, we've already told you we're going to give you the private land. We're going to clear and use and utilize the land. You have to pay for the stadium. That's it. But if you want that support, and if you want us to be involved in you coming back to Washington, then you have to start playing fair. I mean, it is getting very intense right now. Very intense. And it should. One more thing that we need to squeeze in here on that. Uh, as far as a stadium update, in the Commonwealth of Virginia... The Washington Post doing a little bit of reporting. We told you uh, that there's been <clears throat> some movement in different parts of the Virginia political scene. We're not going to get totally into it. But on Monday, 
The Republican-controlled House of Delegates in the Commonwealth of Virginia passed a bill, 6237, according to the Washington Post. Uh, Sam Fournier, the lead on this. To create a football stadium authority that would oversee the financing and construction of a new stadium that would anchor a massive retail and entertainment complex. On Tuesday... The Democrat-controlled Senate passed a similar bill. I think that was last Tuesday, which we told you about, 32 to 8. The Senate Majority Leader there, again, on the Democrat side, who carried the bill, called it a, quote, huge economic development project that would not cost the state, in his words, quote, a nickel. He called it, it's almost a mini-city. Now, there's two different bills. They're probably going to have to be combined. That's going to take a committee. Then they're going to have to be passed along to Governor Glenn Youngkin, uh, who basically would approve, uh, presumably, that there's no, um, you know, that there's no problems. And then if the bill becomes the law, right, uh, there would be the targeting of Loudoun County or Prince William County, and the development cost could be about $3 billion. Now, apparently, in the Senate hearing, uh, the Democrat lead said the team would need to invest about $2 billion to complete the larger project. And the House bill proposed the bonds to be paid back over 20 years, while the Senate proposed 30 years, so a longer time. So basically, that's how they would privately finance the stadium and not using public tax money is through a bond or through a set of bonds that would be payable over 20 or 30 years. So that's where we're kind of at right now as things take shape there. It doesn't seem for right now like there's the political obstacles in Virginia that there are still, to some degree at least, based on what we just told you about Muriel Bowser, the Washington, D.C. mayor, for the team to deal and do business there. When we return on the Locked On Commanders podcast, we're going to wrap things up with some news and notes on Kyler Murray and Adrian Peterson. That's next, right here on LO Commanders. All right, guys, we're here to tell you about Built Bar. Not only Built Bar, but Built Bar Puffs. That's right. Built Bar Puffs are awesome. If you haven't tried them yet, what are you waiting for? They're the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. If you love marshmallows, and who doesn't? They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Check out some of these awesome flavors. Yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, and my favorite, banana cream pie. Think about banana cream pie and chocolate. And how good that is and how good these are for you. Built Bars, yeah. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, including the puffs. Low calorie, high protein, you know the deal. We tell you about it all the time. Around 130 calories for each bar of, uh, for each built bar. Four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Yeah, so you can get the bars, you can get the puffs, you can get whatever flavor you want, and here's how you do it. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. By using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, we're wrapping up shop here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. So former Washington running back Adrian Peterson was arrested Sunday morning in Los Angeles with a domestic incident uh, on an airplane, actually, at LAX with his wife. 
Apparently, he was arrested, charged, uh, and even though he explained that it was simply a disagreement and that his wife only had a scratch on her finger, he was told, according to what he told Fox 26 of Houston, that he had to be booked, he had to be charged, uh, and all of that. Now, on late Tuesday night, we found out that the LADA will not charge Peterson, according to um, reports. So that is good for Peterson. However, he will be referred, according to the story, to the Los Angeles City Attorney, who will take a look at the case and could charge Peterson with misdemeanor domestic violence. Again, that is certainly better than the domestic violence uh, big charge that he had uh, when he was booked at the LAPD on Sunday and given a $50,000 bail and released on Sunday afternoon. That is, again, a domestic violence charge. Uh, I, I think that was a, considered a felony. This could potentially be reduced down to a misdemeanor or it could be dropped altogether. So we will see what happens with that. Meanwhile, as we wrap up shop, hey, you need a quarterback? How about Kyler Murray? Oh, well, he's not really available, but he could be if things don't improve in Arizona. By now you know Kyler Murray scrubbed his social media account. Of all things, Arizona Cardinals last week, everybody got a buzz. People started hunting. People started pecking. And some of the national reporters, Chris Mortensen and others, got involved in the game on Super Bowl Sunday, and basically it came out that the Arizona Cardinals were very worried and perplexed by Kyler Murray being selfish and not a leader and doing some different things. I mean, there's been reports of him being on a cell phone at halftime, so on and so forth, calling his girlfriend. So Kyler Murray responded with this quote, quote, I played this game for the love of it, my teammates, everyone who has helped, and to win championships. All of this nonsense is not what I'm about. Never has been, never will be. Anyone who has ever stepped between those lines with me knows how hard I go. Love me or hate me, but I'm going to continue to grow and get better. End quote. Notice how he's dropping the whole anyone who has ever stepped between those lines with him. Does that mean that's a shot at Cliff Kingsbury? Does that mean that's a shot at the general manager, Steve Keim? Or the owners? The Bidwell family? Or the media? I don't know. I don't know. Or whoever he thinks leaked this? Certainly this is a situation that warrants monitoring. You would think Kyler Murray's going to stay in Arizona. But we obviously don't know that for sure. We don't know how long that's going to last. Could that be something revisited at the after the draft? Who knows? Who knows? What happens long-term with a contract? Don't know. Don't know if this is just about spoiled feelings and frustrations over a bad playoff loss and a bad second half of the season. We don't know. We're just waiting to find out. Stay tuned. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us on the Locked On Commanders podcast for today. Thanks for joining me. I'm Chris Russell. Uh, we want to thank you for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen of the day. Come on back for the next episode. David Harrison will be flying solo, and then we'll return for a combined episode before 
the end of the week. Now make your second listen to Locked on Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. If you have a question or topic you want us to get into, please email us, LockedOnWashingtonCommanders at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail. 301-615-3577. 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. Again, that's going to do it for us today, Commanders fans. Thanks again for joining us. Free and available on all platforms for David Harrison covering the Washington Commanders. Franchise.com's Fan Nation. I'm Chris Russell. One half of the Russell and Medhurst Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Please join us again next time right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast.